welcome to Season 5 of the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, best-selling author and international speaker, Michael Sherlock. The Shock Your Potential podcast is dedicated to entrepreneurs looking to up their game, increase their income, and scale their businesses to new heights. Shock Your Potential is a professional services company providing affordable services to small businesses, matching entrepreneurs with virtual assistants, and offering specialized leadership and sales training to companies around the world. Learn more today at shockyourpotential.com and listen in now to another motivating episode that will help you to shock your potential. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock, and all month long, and I know it's the last day of this month, and I know you don't want it to end because I don't. All of my fierce and fabulous female entrepreneurs have been giving us incredible insights, not only to what they do, not only to how they have gone through their journey as entrepreneurs, but really how they can help us, every single one of us, to shock our own potential. My guest today... I can't wait to talk to her. We were all, you know, as always talking before we started taping. Latanya Moore is also an attorney. And, you know, so she's got the JD behind her name. And because I can't ever pronounce it, I just say she's an attorney. She's a business growth strategist, and she has over 20 years of experience building successful enterprises. And she herself has spent the last decade not only looking at what she's doing from that attorney standpoint, but developing her own methodology for helping people like us overcome some issues that can be a problem, regulatory, financial, legal barriers. And she's doing this so that they can achieve unparalleled advantage in the market, in many different markets. Now, she's a former federal government regulatory attorney, and she's turned to teaching entrepreneurs within emerging industries how to navigate regulatory systems, which none of us want to figure out, and get their products to market. She also recently launched the Retail Accelerator Program, which is a launch pad for product-based entrepreneurs to take their businesses from that big idea to big bucks to big box stores there. I love it. I got it all there together. And joining me today from her home in Houston, Texas, Latanya, thank you for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. I'm really excited. Um, as we were talking before we started taping, I think you've you've found this incredible niche here and I can't wait to learn more, but I just hit the highlights from your bio. Tell us a little bit more in your own words about you, your business, and how you help business owners and entrepreneurs to shock their potential. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So it, it's really interesting because I'm a fourth generation entrepreneur and I always tell people, if you think about it, uh, the journey out, when when I think about that, Uh, I'm probably the only female in my family that runs a business full time uh, or at all. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I grew up, I spent a lot of time uh, with my grandfather, uh, who actually was a tailor. My great grandfather was a farmer and my father, who is still with us, has been in the hospitality and entertainment industry. Wow. For at least 40 years at wow. least at least 40 years, maybe even a little bit longer. And so I've always been around entrepreneurs. And for me, being an attorney uh, is awesome, right? It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's, it's great. But one of the things that I always, and kind of to speak to shocking your potential, I think you really have to follow your passion. I think you come to an age uh, mm-hmm. whether that is chronologically or or a season <laughs> in your life, right? Uh-huh. 
yeah. where where you say, I'm going to follow the path that my heart tells me to follow. Yeah. And so for me, that really is and was entrepreneurship. And so up until last year, 2020, I was I had my law firm. I was doing that. And I started I, I had my consulting company and my coaching company. But it was something about 2020, probably mm-hmm. COVID. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But it was something about 2020 that I said, this is now I need to transition from law. If I'm if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to follow my passion full time. And mm-hmm. so at the, at the probably first going into second quarter of 2020, I started to cut out, like just stop offering certain services mm-hmm. until we got down to just a few service offerings, which were our um intellectual property services, business formation, things of that nature. Uh, Now, 2021, December 31st of 2021, Michael, no more direct legal services. And so (laughs) I I feel like I'm excited about it. you know, I've been doing my my coaching and all of that for, for years, but now it's going to be that thing. And so I feel like I'm walking into the next phase of what I'm going to be known for. And so mm-hmm. if I could share anything about shocking your potential, I definitely would say when you take that step and you say, I'm going to be both but flat-footed, right? Ten toes yeah. down uh, to my to my passion, there, there's just nothing like it. Oh, I love that. Ten toes down to my passion. If I didn't already have a great title for your podcast episode, I put that, I might still use that. Ten toes <laughs> down. Um, so many things that you said there. Uh, I, I have so many things that I've taken notes on already. Number one is that, um, I guess that, 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 I don't know what word I want to use. The, the, the um, ability just to say, okay, I know the legal services are, that's my wheelhouse. I've done that. I know there's a certain amount of business that I can have there, but the, the conscious choice to say, I'm going to streamline my business. I'm going to get more focus and I'm going to start doing the things that I love, not just trying to go after the things that I know will pay all those other paychecks. You know, that takes a lot of courage. That's the word I was coming. It's very courageous to make that decision. And I love how you're like December 31st. That was the day I'm cutting it off which I think you were excited about, but it might have a little bit of trepidation as well with it. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, who, who wouldn't? It, it's yeah. really interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm excited because I still get to bring all of that experience. Yeah. Um, I've been watching the writing on the wall for a while and I've been talking to a lot of colleagues about this. There, there are so many areas that are now encroaching into the legal field. Right. You have you have platforms that you have a lot of DIY platforms, even though probably for the last four years I've been getting the responses from those folks. Right. Because it's only as good as the information that you put in. And so if you don't know what to put in from the beginning, you're not going to get a good product. Right. That's part of the challenge. But, you know, we could do another podcast episode on that entire thing. Yeah. The other thing that, I, that I've started to see is that even at universities, and a lot of people may not know this, but you can definitely make sure, you know, if you have nothing else to do <laughs> to check this out, <laughs> but they're now offering almost a mid-level, um, some of them are offering master's degrees. There are some states that are offering experts in certain fields to be able to represent clients, even in court. 
in certain fields, bankruptcy, divorce, things of that nature in certain categories of cases, things that used to be reserved primarily um, for attorneys. Now they're allowing people that have worked in the field for many, many years to become certified to do this work. And so for for me, I see the writing on the wall. 2022, September 30th, 30th of 2022, I will have be, been licensed to practice for 20 years. Wow. I think that's good. Yeah. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm happy about that. But I get to take everything that I learned as a lawyer, working for the federal government, working for uh, in certain emerging industries, we'll say, mm-hmm. right? But also all of those years of just literally, literally growing up around entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. learning all of that, I have packaged all of that And now I can bring that to my clients that they can't afford to have an on-staff general counsel. Mm -hmm. They can't Mm -hmm. afford to have an on-staff COO. So this is is really my passion because here is where I can do the most good and I can help the most people. And that's interesting what you told me about. It's kind of like uh, introducing nurse practitioners and physician's assistants in the medical field. So I'm actually... I don't know why I should be surprised that I can see that happening. Um, And before I want to dive a little deeper into what you do as well. But one of the things I just want to highlight that you also talked about is when you were talking about being a fourth generation entrepreneur, I didn't realize I've, you know, it's just been in the last few years that I look back that I, I realized that my father and his father were entrepreneurs. And I never looked at it that way. I mean, my dad owned a gas station. So when I was growing up, he owned his own gas station. And um, before he owned his own, he was franchised, you know, he franchised with a different uh, gas station. And then when he sold that and retired, he and my mom bought a gift shop. And I never thought of him as an entrepreneur. And his father owned a, uh, like a horse stable, you know, like he traded horses. But it hasn't been until the last few years that I'm like, oh, this is in my blood. I never thought of it. So kudos to you for recognizing that and saying, okay, you know what, this gives me a legacy in this. Cause I, I never thought of it that way. I think that's really powerful. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. So now um, one of the things we talked about also before we started taping was like in the emerging markets or specifically people that are trying to get certain products into certain areas uh, that may you know, say, hey, the only way I can think of doing this is go on Shark Tank and pitch my product idea. What made you passionate about this arena specifically? And, you know, what have you, what have you done in it? What If somebody's listening going, hey, I, I think I need her, you know, what, what kind of things are they doing right now and what kind of things can you help them with? Yeah, absolutely. So my interest in this area is, is, is very, uh, it's very personal. Um, my sister and I talk about this, talk about this all the time. And so one of the businesses that my father has owned is a restaurant. Mm-hmm. He has this sauce that everyone loves. Like we we used to have people that would come and just buy the sauce. Mm-hmm. Many years ago, I'm saying many years, about 11 years ago, I had said, you know, we really need to, we really need to push this. And it may have even been longer than that now that I think about it. But at the time, it was before you could find a lot of information on the Internet. So long story short, I call it, you know, the footpath. Right. You're you're literally beating the pavement to find this out. And I had gotten us far enough to have a meeting with Kroger at the time what Walmart was doing. They you know, now everything everything is different. 
uh, and there was another food chain. They were very excited about the potential of the of the sauce of the product. And so the whole time my dad was saying he was going to be on board. Yeah, I think it's great. And yeah, you can do it. I really think he didn't think it was going to happen, but he wanted to encourage me. Uh, so my sister and I worked tirelessly for almost a year just to get the product presentation ready. Mm-hmm. And then my job was to go out. You see where this is going, right? Oh, yeah. So my job was to go out and and really just hit the pavement. And I'm yeah. traveling to these in-person meetings. Long story short, they said, okay, we're willing. Kroger was one of the meetings that we had. Uh, but anyway, so we had interest to, to make it short. We had interest and they wanted to meet my dad. Uh-huh. He wouldn't go. <laughs> He wouldn't go. And I was like, I'm only laughing because I can feel your pain. (laughs) And, and it, and for, for us, we felt like you robbed us of our legacy. Do you know where we could, where we could have been? Now we're looking 12, 13, 14 years later. Okay. So throughout the time I I've helped a few people but it was just so heartbreaking to see other people do what what I wanted my family to do, to be honest right. with you. But but in 2020, I had an epiphany about this. Um, for me, I lean very heavily to like prayer, meditation. And, and during that time, this just started coming back up. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, again, for, for me, prayer is very important. And I said, OK, why are you reminding me of this? <laughs> And then I start, people just started reaching out to me asking about, I have this product, I need to protect it. Uh, I want to put it out, but I know that there's some stuff that I need to do. So the market pushed me here mm-hmm. because I realized that there are a lot of people that are working with service-based industries, but no one's working with these folks beyond, mm-hmm. okay, get the product, put it out, sell it. But there are so many other things. If you want to go the traditional retail route, there's a lot of liability from a product standpoint. Ooh, yeah. If someone gets hurt, if someone's child eats something because it smells good and there's yep. no warning on the label to keep out of reach of children. So yes, all of these things that we don't think about, we just know that we have a great product and we're out at these trade shows and we're giving them to people and we're letting people sample and we're doing all this stuff but we don't have some of the proper systems in place. And I realized, Michael, that I have that information. I have that expertise so that people don't have to just, let, let me just make sure I don't get caught, right? They, they don't right. have to hide. They can say, okay, now I know and I'm confident that I have everything in order because you have to have everything in order if you're going to get to that big box retails, retail store. Oh, yeah. One other interesting thing is that I've had people say to me, since I've started putting this out, this was very interesting. They were saying to me, why would you be going in this direction when all these stores are closing, all of these department stores, they're closing. Why would you go in that direction? Why would I ever want to be, why would I want my product in a, in a store? That's essentially when, when it could just be online, could have a lot online. And I mm-hmm. said to them, I said, well, what about when nothing was running? Yeah. What about when it was taking two months to get anything and it still is really uh, now you have a supply chain interruption. So guess what? You 
because you've done it online, you know exactly where your clients are, right? You know that they're in Los Angeles. You know that they're in Houston. You know that they're in Philadelphia. So these are the places that you that you reach out to. And so when they can't get it online, you can say, go to the local XYZ, go to ShopRite, right. go to you know, go to Walmart, you know, go to Dwayne Reed or whatever these places right. are, right? right? Go to these places because you can find my product there. I always try to tell people. The other thing, too, is, you know what Amazon is doing right now? They're opening yeah. physical stores. <laughs> of course they are. <laughs> right. And so when you think about it, though, Jeff Bezos, he knows yeah. something clearly. Yep. Yeah. Right. But he knows something about retail. Yeah. And what I've been telling people is don't don't be concerned with what's happening today, because what's happening today is a result of a decision or something that happened 10 years, 15, 20 years ago. Right. And maybe these companies haven't been able to adjust their business model to be able to survive. Right. Just Bezos is opening physical stores. Rihanna, who started online, she started just like a bunch of people are now opening physical stores in some major markets. So right. what I'm saying and what I'm doing is encouraging you be in front of the curve, be ahead of the curve, be prepared so that when the shift happens, you're not now trying to, to get back in. And so I always encourage the people that I work with research, see what other people are are doing. Don't just don't look at what the news is telling you because they're reporting you reporting to you what is happening right now. Look at what's not being reported or look at something in a different, you know, in a different perspective. So as you can see, I'm very passionate. Absolutely. For the people that that are that want to be trailblazers. Yeah. Right. For the people that know that there 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 has to be a better way <laughs> to get my well, and, product. Out there. And just because you have something online doesn't mean that it's going to reach mass markets. You know, that's that. I mean, it the advertising alone is a huge challenge. So you've got, you know, and then you've got shipping issues. So you've got a lot. I mean, the, the better chance is having multiple points of exposure, you know, multiple points of opportunity. And uh, where people, you know, graduate or, you know, gravitate towards with their eyes and their hands to buy and make the purchase tells a lot about what happens elsewhere. I agree. Well, Latanya, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsor for the month and we will be right back. Are you a highly sensitive individual? If you are, you are part of the 20% of people whose nervous system is wired to take in more stimulation than others. This can feel overwhelming trying to get by through coping and stuck in your shadows instead of your strengths. But it doesn't need to be that way. You can learn to be in charge of yourself physically, spiritually, and financially in a way that honors your highly sensitive self. Heather Dominic is the founder of businessmiracles.com, and she's been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders since 2010 to do things differently by working less and making more of a social impact and a higher income. Whether you've been in business for years or are just starting out, highly sensitive entrepreneurs are sick of trying to, usually secretly, manage overwhelm and other ways your highly sensitive nervous system tends to hijack and work against you. Now you're ready to learn how to be comfortable in your highly sensitive skin, to create your work and life to match who you truly are, so you can work less while making more impact and income. I should know, 
As a super uber highly sensitive entrepreneur myself, working with Heather and her team has changed my life and my businesses. To learn more, please use our affiliate link in the show notes or reach out to the Business Miracles team and tell them you heard about them from the Shock Your Potential podcast. Every listener who joins the Business Miracles program in 2022 will receive a selection of five best-selling books from our Shock Your Potential bookstore authors. Leading as a highly sensitive entrepreneur is a mindset to hold and an energy to embody. To lead means to show someone the way to be in charge of. As a highly sensitive entrepreneur, this starts with learning how to be in charge of yourself first and your purpose second. And we are back with Latanya Moore. Um, I, I love, I definitely can feel your passion for what you do. Um, and it makes me want to ask the question, does your dad today, <laughs> maybe you don't want to answer this, but does your dad today kind of go, maybe I should have done that then? Do you ever go? Oh, it's like, no, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Because, um, and, and again, you know, it's funny. So my father would, he would still do it. Yeah. <laughs> he would still do it. We just won't. We yeah. can't, we're too old now to be crushed. Like we can't, we, we really cannot bounce back from another just devastating heartbreak. Yeah. But he would definitely, he would definitely do it. That, that is the one, that is one thing that he has shared with us. Uh, that was a regret that he didn't yeah. listen to. Um, so yeah, he definitely, he definitely would do it. Well, and, you know, I mean, it's a great um, example of kind of, you know, fear of success because, and I don't know if that's what, where he was, but I think, you know, all of us, when we're stuck and this is a great lead into, you know, what we learn as entrepreneurs is sometimes people think that people are, you know, devastated by fear of failure. And many times people hold themselves back just from fear of success of what can happen. But, you know, uh, you know, so we've learned a little bit about what you do, why you do it and the passion behind it. But what else have you learned about yourself, especially since, I mean, look, you had a great career going attorney, spent time, you know, in government positions and regulatory positions. So, you know, you could have decided to have your whole career be that way. And I totally value your decision to follow where your passions are. But also then that brings a lot of new learnings as you become an entrepreneur, because it's a much different world than working for someone else. What have you learned along the journey that has either become like, you know, your great learning lesson, maybe it's become your secret sauce, um, something that's helped you to really say, okay, this, this entrepreneurial journey is teaching me and has taught me things and there's value to it. Absolutely. The biggest lesson that, that I've learned, Michael, is that you cannot do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You need people. And, and what I like to say is the best place for you to be is in the middle, right? You need to have people that have gone before you. You need to have people that you're sort of walking in their footprints, walking in their trail, because wisdom is so valuable, Oh yeah. Someone can give you that one piece of advice that saves you 10 or 12 years. So you need to be able to have people around you that are better than you, smarter than you, wiser than you mm-hmm. in a lot of different situations. But but you also have to have those people that you're training, you're mentoring, you're growing, you're coaching, you're doing all of these things to ad- advance them because what happens is you learn from them. Mm, yeah. Some of the best lessons that I've learned have been have been from my interns mm-hmm. and my law clerks and people that I've helped um, start their career. It's been they would just say, well, Latanya, 
you know, you could really save a lot of time if you just do X. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, why, why would I want to do X? And they're <laughs> like, look. And it's like, next day, staff meeting. We are doing X starting Monday. She's going to train you or he's going to train you and all yeah. of us so we can do X starting starting Monday. And so yeah. I think it's really, it's really important to not take yourself too seriously to the point that you become an island because yeah. you're, you're never, ever going to make it. I agree. In fact, a couple of years ago on my podcast, I had a month where I interviewed all millennials and it was fantastic because we were asking, you know, like, what should people know that, you know, or what are misconceptions? And I had one gal who said, um, and she was not a millennial, but she wanted to be in that series because she said the smartest thing I ever did was I got myself a mentor who was a millennial. <laughs> she said, she goes, it opened up my eyes to everything. I'm like, that's brilliant. <laughs> I love it. So um, when you, uh, when people are listening today and they're like, you know, um, maybe, I, maybe they have a product or, you know, that they're trying to get out or maybe they're thinking about it and they're going, I don't know, do I really need this? Would, would this really help my business? Somebody who's sitting on the fence uh, that, you know, you, you know, from your perspective probably needs a little more guidance or maybe some help and support like you have, what kind of things are going through their mind right now that, uh, that would help them to hear you say, here's what you can learn by working with somebody like us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, it's the compliance aspect is so huge. Also understanding how to build your capacity to the point that you, you can meet the demand oh, because yeah. that's, that's really huge. That is one of the, the things we hear all the time. People say, I would love to be in a, XYZ big, big box retailer, but how in the world will I ever crank out 20,000 units a month? I only have the capacity to do this. Well, we have the answer for that, oh, right? Yeah. They'll say, well, I know that there's some labeling requirements and I know that there's some things that I have to do, but right now I'm making my labels myself because it's, e it's easy to do. We have the answer for that. That Well, my, you know, my product does, does X. And I don't know that I can say that in the market that way. Well, we can help you on your language to make sure that you're not violating any rules or making mm -hmm. any promises that that you that you can't keep. The mm -hmm. other thing, too, is that people will say, I have no idea mm -hmm. how to go from my kitchen, my car, my garage, even a physical facility. Right. Or, or location mm -hmm. to Walmart shelves. And I'm just saying Walmart. It could be any big box store, right. any traditional exactly. retail. Uh, we have the answer for that. And so these are the things. The other thing, too, that we also have the answers to and the support around is that we also have legal staff that can assist you with a lot of your legal, regulatory, your compliance needs. We also have people that are in the branding space specifically with expertise around packaging and the mm. customer experience, because mm. these are going to be the things that these big box re big box retailers are going to want to know about. They're going right. to want to know what the customer experience is because guess what? They already have their customers. The customer is sitting there, right? right? So that they're going to want to know what is what is my customer going to experience by utilizing your product? What does that look like? And right. so we provide that. We tell them and work with them and teach them how to present their product to the right retailer in the right way and providing them the right 
information so that they can choose them, right? We like to say, we assist you in becoming the obvious choice in your industry so that they can say, okay, 10 people have pitched, but we want you. What makes you the obvious choice? That's what we can provide. Beautiful. So perfect. And to your point about customer experience, you're right. They already own the customer. They don't want you to screw it up. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Because it reflects on them first and you second. Absolutely. Latanya, this is fascinating. Thank you so much for not only sharing your knowledge and what you do, but kind of opening our eyes to all these pieces and parts. I took a lot of notes, even though I don't sell a product like that, but it's fascinating to think about all the elements and could be very daunting to people. Now, I know we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now, what's the best way for them to find you? They can go to www.iprotectyourbrand.com and that's going to take them everywhere they need to go to connect with me. I love it. Now, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yes, absolutely. Always, always, always follow your passion. Your passion will never lead you to anywhere except the road for success. I love it. Latanya, thank you so much for being with us today. You are fantastic. What a great guest. It has been a pleasure visiting with you today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com, including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees, and sales mixology, why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.